All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Magic and the Moon podcast. As always, I'm your host, David. I'm very excited this week. I am joined with me by uh, Dr. Strange Fellow. Hello, sir. Welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. And um, for those that don't know, I did do an episode last week um, about the Church of Light and Shadow, which is super, super interesting. So if you haven't heard that yet, uh, go ahead and check that out. And uh, Dr. Strange Fellow, is there anything you'd like to share with us about yourself and kind of how you came to be on the path that you're on uh no i'm good (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's it folks (laughs) we'll see you next week (laughs) best guest ever (laughs) um i boy i i don't know i've been um practicing some form of the occult since the mid 80s yeah um yeah i it, it it has been a a long, varied path, everything from, uh, you know, the Golden Dawn, where I was, uh, I think my only claim to fame is that I was initiated uh, using Israel Regardi's personal elemental weapons and, uh, you know, grade, grade sashes and things like that. That's a pretty the cool claim to fame. He, right. Um, a member of the Temple of Set for a while, uh, was a third degree priest of Set. Um, Martinist, uh, I've done a lot. I've done a lot, but I've tried not to dabble in anything. I know a lot of folks that uh, will, you know, do a little bit of a lot of stuff, and I, I tend to prefer deep dives. For sure. Uh, and it's just that I've been around long enough that I've been able to do those kinds of deep dives in several different uh, venues, several different things. So I, I would like to think I have a, a, a both a breadth and a depth of experience. Um, I, I am a consecrated bishop in apostolic succession, um, w- which basically means theoretically uh, that you know the, the person that put their hands on my head and said, "Okay, you're a bishop," had somebody who put their hands on their head and said, "Okay, you're a bishop," and that goes all the way back to, you know. Theoretically, right. the apostles, um, but at least uh, you know, to you know, a very late date when we actually started counting and paying attention to crap like that. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's super fascinating when you mentioned just like Golden Dawn and Temple of Set, and then like Bishop. It's like, oh, Bishop. That seems kind of like almost the the Abwanal or the things that you have listed off so far. You know. Uh, yeah, but only in modern times. I actually posted on Facebook earlier today something like, um, uh, if you don't understand what I mean when I say Christianity is really nothing more than an exceptionally weird necromantic death cult, and <laughs> you don't understand Christianity the way you think you do. That's a real good point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Christianity is not really the odd one out. Modern Christianity, sure. But, you know, this is a thing that got its start. Uh, I mean, there are still most, you know, most Catholic and and Orthodox churches, there there are saints' bones underneath altars there. You know, it's... Yeah. That's true. So it's not as weird as as people might think. Um, Magic and uh, Christianity have been intertwined even witchcraft and christianity intertwined 
almost from the very beginning. And, you know, I'm not trying to ignore or whitewash the atrocities committed in the name of Christianity against other religions and against practitioners of magic and, and witches. Um, but those atrocities, you know, they, those, it was a very much a, um, it's okay when we do it kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it, what, what you're doing, that's magic and witchcraft and that's bad. Now what I'm doing when I pull out these bones and I make some prayers for things, or, you know, when a priest goes and says a, uh, a funeral mass for somebody who's still alive, just to sort of give God the hint, uh, you know, that's just religion, right? That, you know, totally <laughs> different. Completely different, yeah. So something that, um, I like that you point that out, how, like, it's kind of a modern notion that, like, Christianity and, like, the occult are just these completely, you know, inherently separate things. That's what really um, drew me to the Church of Light and Shadow kind of upon my research was because it's like, wow, this is really cool, very welcoming um, organization that acknowledges that occultism that really was part of the church for a very long time until not that long ago. So that's really, really cool. I mean, honestly, it really still is. Yeah. Uh, it, it's veiled, and, you know, maybe not everybody knows what's happening, but, like, if, if you go... Um, if you go to a Catholic church, a Roman Catholic church, for their Easter vigil mass, right, the, mm -hmm. the, where the sun is rising on Sunday, they're going to take this... Uh, you know, most most of them, if they can, they'll, they'll take their baptismal font... And they'll move it somewhere, you know, if it's movable, or, or they'll go to it. But they'll generally, they'll move it to, like, the, the center, uh, you know, of the church so everybody can see. And it's this this bowl-shaped thing, and it's filled with water. And then they'll take this big, extra-long, extra-thick candle. And they will lift it up, and they will lower it slowly into the water. And in case you didn't get the symbolism, they're going to lift it up again, and then they're going to lower <laughs> it slowly into the water. And then, just for the people in the back, they're going to lift it up again, <laughs> and they're going to put it... Right? And right. Um, just in case you were curious as to, wait, am I, am I seeing what I'm really seeing? As a matter of fact, one of the names for the baptismal font is Womb of Mary. So, yeah, you're seeing what you think you're seeing. Right. So how, um, for those maybe are not familiar, what can you tell us about the Church of Light and Shadow? Um, first off, not a whole lot. One of the first rules of secret church is secret church is secret. Of course. Um, and, and that's really, honestly, to, to protect uh, the work we're doing and the members of the, of the church, because we do get flack on both sides of the fence, both from... Uh, pagans and, and witches in general and also from Christians. We're kind of, you know, we're, we're in that sweet spot in the Venn diagram where everyone can get mad at us. Right. <laughs> um, but it, it was born out of a couple of different things. Um, primarily, it came out of work that I was doing while taking one of uh, Jason Miller's, I don't know if you're familiar with him, um, courses. He had a course on St. Cyprian of Antioch who uh, was this third century, possibly uh, mythological, a pagan sorcerer who um, essentially converted to Christianity, made it, uh, you know, made it all the way up through the ranks as a bishop and was martyred for the faith. And depending on who you ask, either completely gave up his sorcerous ways or continued to practice magic and, and sorcery 
as a bishop, and the only reason he converted was because he found, you know, this this magic was there was more juice here. There was more more for his magic, and now uh, the the myth of Saint Cyprian um, is is a huge, you know, it's huge in uh, Western Europe. It's uh, you know there are traditions of him in Northern Europe, in South America. Um, you know, he's this this sort of intermediary figure uh, between the light and the dark. Mm. And so uh, Jason Miller had this this course on St. Cyprian. And um, I had been out of the ecclesiastical world for quite some time. I had initially uh, founded the Apostolic Joannite Church in 2000, uh, long since retired. It's now being run by far more capable people uh, that, than I. I think the best thing I did uh, for the Joannite Church besides founding it was picking my successor because he's done an amazing job. Um, but I started thinking about um, this blending of sorcery and uh, sacramentalism, really. And, and I started kind of working on a course of my own uh, called Sacramental Sorcery. Uh, the idea being that this, this sacramental power that clergy and apostolic succession have uh, can can jumpstart a lot of things. You know, if you look at a lot of the old grimoires, uh, for a long period, uh, the assumption, the underlying assumption was they were written for clergy, mm, right? For, right? For Catholic clergy. Right. One, those were a lot of the only people that could read. Um, but two, when they talked about, okay, and so you, you know, you're going to make your holy water here or, you know, say a mass over these things, right? These are these are instructions for a priest, or they'll they'll mention something that if you don't actually know the rubrics for you know the Sarum Rite Mass, then you wouldn't know what this is. So clearly, they're writing for a clerical audience, and the idea was that there was this power um, in, in that worldview, part, and it's it's part of the um, you know the the keys to heaven and hell, the things that we bind on and above and below earth are bound and the things that we loosen are, are loosed, that sort of thing. Um, you know, there's this power and authority. And the more I started kind of fleshing this out, the more I realized it's, um, it's more than a, it's more than a course that I'm working on. And, uh, I started looking at other aspects of my own practice. Uh, I was, uh, really starting to, um, find my own footing in in sort of the traditional witchcraft folk magic uh, field. And I was thinking, man, I, I wish, I wish there was something out there that blended these things. And I started talking about it, and it really seemed to resonate with a lot of people, this, yeah. this notion of sacramental witchcraft. And um, finally, I'd heard back from enough people that I figured, you know, well, all right, I, I guess it's me. You know, if, if, if I want this enough and nobody else is doing it, I guess it's me. I guess I'm doing it. And uh, so there it was. And, and the church was born, I guess. The church was born. And uh, it, it seems to resonate with a lot of people. That's amazing. That's really cool. So if, uh, for those that may be interested in kind of participating in the church, I know it's secret church, but um, what could you tell those maybe that are interested in kind of taking a, a deeper look into things or maybe even joining perhaps? Sure. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the biggest um, 
complaints. I, I could say complaint. The biggest complaint I hear is that um, we don't talk a lot about what you might expect in the church before we ask you to apply. You know, there's basically uh, the material that's on the website, the self-dedication right, and then you submit that as your application. And it's not until you, you know, until you join that we actually start telling you what the church is really about, what we're doing in it. And part of that, honestly, is aesthetic. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's part of that whole secret church is secret thing. Part right. of it is um, protective, like sure. I said. But, yeah. but also, it, it, we feel comfortable with it because the, the first period, as soon as you join, you enter what we call the catechumenate, uh, which is sort of a training period. Um, and we have a training program that covers, uh, you know, some basic aspects of folk Catholic witchcraft, uh, some basic aspects of folk magic, some basic ecclesiology for people that maybe aren't coming from a uh, like a liturgical church background. And if you if you follow it rigorously, it's a minimum of nine months of almost daily practice and training. Uh, most people don't do it in nine months. You have uh, two years actually to to complete it. Um, and the idea is twofold. One, uh, by the time you're done with this, by the time you uh, reach the the second degree, that of Luxembrian witch, you are a competent witch. Even if you came in knowing nothing, uh, you are ready to go. You are competent in this. But also, and I think more importantly, it's a period of mutual evaluation. Sure. Um, you know, and and. That's, there's very little commitment to join, you know, there's, 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 there's no dues, there's, uh, you know, there's no cost. We have training materials that you can purchase in hardback. We also make them available for free in PDF. You know, there's, um, there's very, it's, it's a low bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because it is this period of mutual evaluation. We expect that you are coming in to ask a shit, I'm sorry. You can totally say shit on my show. That's totally fine. You can say shit. Okay. You can say fuck. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, you you can, you can ask a shit ton of questions, and we hope you do. We want you to when you join because we want you to check us out because we're checking you out. Right. You know, and at and at any time in this process, you can say, you know what? Um, okay. Now that I've seen what what you guys are doing, it's not for me. Awesome. You know, that, that's a success as far as we're concerned. You know, the, the system did what it was supposed to do because we don't want people that aren't aligned with what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, just, just like people who aren't aligned with what we're doing wouldn't want to be there. Of course, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really low bar for entry. Uh, we cover a broad range of practices and theories, and we want... We want folks to ask just yeah, a, a literal fuck ton of questions. I've upgraded it now from shit ton to fuck ton. <laughs> Rightfully so, um, yeah. And and we want to see people making it their own. You know, there's there's a reason why we are in uh, why we're not a, a dogmatic church. Why we don't have like a catechism that you have to memorize and and say I believe this. Uh, you know, to to be a part. I actually like that you bring that up, and it's not you know dogmatic because I know I think a lot of what maybe 
rubs Christianity, not that, what about Christianity rather, rubs people the wrong way is that, you know, you have to believe, you know, ABC things or, you know, you're out of the club. So mm-hmm. could you elaborate maybe on what you mean by like the church not being uh, dogmatic? Sure. I mean, first of all, that's a huge, huge hypocrisy, I think. You know, are you honestly going to tell me that every single member of a creedal Christian church who stands up on Sunday and says, we believe, or I believe, and then lists a bunch of things, that they that they really believe all of those things? They might believe some of them. Right. Right? They, they might believe a lot of them. They might believe none of them, but, you know, their family's always gone, and so it's just part of who they are now, that kind of thing. Um, we don't believe in asking people to be hypocrites. You know, I'm not going to, you know, put up a, a creed and say, this is what I believe. And if you want to join me, you have to believe it, too. That's weird. That's, yeah, it is. That's, that's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hypocritical and it's weird. It's, it's honestly, it's one of the worst things that Christianity ever foisted upon the world. And I, I'm, honestly, I even blame the Christians in this sense um, for uh, Islam's strict adherence to ideologies, right? I think they, they got that from the Christians. You know, be, before Christianity came on the scene and everywhere else really but Christianity, religion was performative. Nobody yeah. gave a shit what you believed. Are you doing the right things, right? Are you are you doing the right rituals? Are you, you know, a, a good member of society? Exactly, it was all yeah. about what you did. What you believed was a private matter. People would think you were weird if you told people what you believed. Um, and that's, you know, if you look back on you know, a lot of the early writings um, about Christianity before its acceptance as uh, a Roman religion, uh, you know, a lot of the complaints along with being antisocial was that, you know, they're just weird. Yeah. They, they're, they've got this weird focus on belief. And that was part of the antisocial uh, sense that, you know, no, we believe this. And if you don't believe this, then, you know, fuck off. Right. Um, it's, yeah. So, no, it's, uh, we believe in 100% freedom of belief. You know, we, we have some things that we consider big ideas. Sure. Um, game rules if you will like apostolic succession mm-hmm. that's a game rule if you if you want to play the apostolic game then in order to confect the sacraments in order to you know do the things that we consider sacraments holy orders uh, the eucharist thing, things like that then you agree that you need to receive holy orders in apostolic succession in order to do that first. That's not so much a belief as it is a, you know, here's the idea and we need you to agree um, that you're going to abide by that if you're gonna play, if you're gonna do this, right? If you're gonna, if you're gonna play this game. Um, when it comes to the bread and the wine and their transformation, um, it's a big idea that something happens, mm-hmm. right? something happens that substantially changes this from bread and wine into the presence of deity yeah now how that happens if if you want to if you want to go the roman legalistic route and and come up with a word and a definition you know cool go go roll with that if you want to take the more eastern uh, orthodox 
we don't know, man. It's a mystery route. Cool. That's fine, too. You know, we, we don't need to define how it happens as long as you agree that it happens. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That makes a lot of sense. Definitely. I think that's really um, part of the draw, right? I think we, you know, you mentioned about having like um, secret church is secret and the kind of maybe the complaints around that, but really it's like in the witchcraft world, that's not too far from the norm in a lot of ways. Like, you know, I have uh, a background myself and kind of initiatory uh, witchcraft tradition and it's the same way. It's like you really don't know a whole lot until you're in that door already. So I kind of right. think that that secrecy and that element of mystery that's part of it, like that's not um, that's not too far off base for a lot of different traditions. Yeah, we we didn't we didn't make this up. Yesterday, definitely not. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> well, that's um, that's fascinating, man. You guys really like drew me in. I um, aside from kind of like my podcast and just kind of my own spiritual things, I. Uh, do i have a background in religious studies like academically and oh, i'm so sorry oh you're you're good it's um my I my, mean, my my first ba was in comparative religious studies yeah me too <laughs> yeah. So that, you, that, that prepares you for a graduate degree in something else um or to ask somebody if they'd like fries a hundred percent I remember people asking me, like, hey, what are you going to do with that degree? I'm like, uh, don't ask me that question or I'm going to cry. <laughs> so. Right, right. Make it really profitable and minor in philosophy while you're doing it. I, you know what? You called, I, feel, I feel called out because you, you, you got me. So <laughs> the philosophy minor and everything. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. We are uh, coming up on the end of our time. So is there anything you'd like to say to our viewers before we sign off? Um, you know, I just, uh, you know, we're happy. We're happy to answer specific questions that folks have if we can. But we've put a ton of information out on our website. Um, and you know, we, we invite people to scour that thing and... If there's a question that's not answered there, reach out and ask us, um, you know, where I'm available on uh, Facebook, I guess, or, or through the website. You reached me through my website um, and ask a question. And if I can answer it, if it's not a, well, you know, I'm sorry, that goes into something that we would consider uh, an initiatory secret. Um, you know, if it's if it's not that, and if it's not something that divulges somebody's identity, or you know, if if I can, I'll answer it, and I will I will do so happily. Awesome, and I will link uh, your website and the church's website in the description of this episode. But um, that is all we have for you guys this week. Thank you again for being with us, and we will uh, see you next time. <laughs>